turn up and try to get me to forget who I am in you. It be like they want me dumb when it come to you. Never wanting you to let me go. Especially when they turn up and try to get me to forget who I am in you. It be like they want me dumb when it come to you. Never wanting you to let me go. Especially when they turn up and try to get me to forget who I am in you. It be like they want me dumb when it come to you. Never wanting you to let me go. Especially when they turn up and try to get me to forget who I am in you. It be like they want me dumb when it come to you. Always trying to keep me silent like that 0-2. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling therapy, nor is it a sermon or teaching production. It is intended for informational purposes only and is purely conversational. Some things are not better left unsaid. I'm your co-host, Ishan Burgundy. And I'm co-host, Zara Hairston. From relationships to religion, let's discuss taboo topics. Transparently. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Peace, peace. Y'all might be mad because we on separate cameras today. I know y'all like to see us on the same camera. But you know, I told y'all my husband, he be the one being late. <laughs> oh, yeah. All praise be unto the Most High. All glory and honor is his. And we're thankful and grateful. He's, he's allowed us to bring y'all this podcast. And be with y'all spend this time with y'all. Uh, this right here to my left and to your right. No, my left. It's probably your right. I don't know. This beautiful woman right here on the screen. This is my bride, the queen, our royalty. Was Zara Harrison? Which 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 one? I just put Zara royalty, aka Zara Harrison, when I do these podcasts. You know. Since a lot so of y'all get two for one. Talk about music, yeah. Right, y'all getting two for one. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, so, we, we live and direct. Ha- do you have any? Um, you know what stories? I haven't been doing? I realized. What? What? You know what I haven't been doing? What? I haven't been singing my songs in the beginning, like like I used to. So now I have to just go ahead and just okay. get this off my soul. Get it off your soul. You ready? Yeah. Girl, you know it's true. Mm. Ooh, 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 I love you. And I don't know the words, but I said it just so you heard. Girl, you know it's true. All right, there we go. Okay. I don't know what song. What song is that? Is what's girl? You know it's true. You don't know, girl, girl. You know it's you true. Know it's true. Wow. Maybe I don't know that Ooh, melody that you I'm just hurt. gave us. 
That's Millie Vanilli. That's that's Millie Vanilli. That's Millie Vanilli. I don't need no blame it on the rain for Millie Vanilli. Blame it on the rain. You could blame it on the rain. Because the rain, you got the same. You when it comes to R and B, you got the same melody for every song. That's why I probably don't know what song you're talking about. Because when it comes to rap and hip hop, you know. But when it comes to the R and B, you lump everybody together. You lump the same melodies together. I'd be like, bro, what are you talking about? I didn't know that was Millie Vanilli. And but you don't know Blame It on the Rain? That's the oh, song yeah. they most known for. No, girl, you know it's true. It's the that's the one. No, Blame It on the Rain. I don't know if that's but what it was we, called, but that was in the hook. Where were you in the eighties? I'm really trying to find out. <laughs> no, don't let me ask where you was in the eighties. But okay, we are doing uh, Keep Praying today. But do you have a story for the people? Uh, any story about us? Yeah, I got, a, to music? I got a great story. A marvelous sure, story about. Um, on my album, The Fear of God, right? Mm-hmm. It's an album that I released with the record label in 2015. I believe it was 2015. Was it? Could could be 2014. I think it was after that because Kenzie was here and he was born in 2014. So, so yeah, it was maybe. 2015. Okay. Yeah, 2015 I dropped the album called The Fear of God. Now, in... In regular Eshawn Burgundy fashion, um, normally I'll have my wife on the album, whether it's a hidden verse behind a song or whether it's a, um, a full-out feature. And so <clears throat> the record label at the time, they wasn't feeling that idea of having my wife on the album. But to appease me, they came up with a way to, to hide um, me in there, tuck me in there, to 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 tuck her in there. Can um, you pause real quick? Talk yeah. real quick. Why do you think um, a lot of labels and secular, well, nowadays even faith based, they don't want people to know people are married. But why do you think when it comes to marriages, they want to like just hide the wife, like tuck her, get get out of here, move her, don't let people know you married. You know, we don't really want y'all on the same record like that. It's yeah. like this stigma that... I think it's because... Right. I think it's because they want to... I, I think two things. Well, one thing, two parts. I think it's because they know that women buy more music than men. Two things. Three parts. So then why would they hide um, I think it's because they know, they know women... More? Well, she, she buys more, so they want to make the artist himself, if he's a male artist, they want him to be a heartthrob. They want the women to want him. They want them to think of him like he's single. Um, two, the, the, the second part to that is I don't, I don't believe they, they are in favor of marriage. And so yeah. they, put, they like to put artists in a position where he does appear to be single. He's treated like a single man. And therefore, a lot of times they fall victim to the uh, the temptations of having, you know, women 
coming at you all crazy all the time. And they do the same thing for women. If a woman is married, they want her to appear single. They want her to be, you know, a sex uh, kitten, symbol. sex symbol. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so I think so it's all because I... in the industry is not, they, they're not in favor of marriage. Marriage in their, in their mind doesn't sell. And that's not something they want to promote at the end of the day. So I think anybody who who's an artist knows um, the plight of the spouse of a person in the music industry. Even in, like you said, you were on a faith-based label and it was still kind of like that. And I don't know if it was the same reasons. Like they didn't want people to know you were married. Maybe they were just like, you know, she's not known. And so if we put her out there, it will seem not popular i don't know because they feature different artists when they're trying to promote them but um you know i don't know if i ever told you this but that i won't say it hurt my feelings but it was like here we go another thing i have to deal with that impacts me negatively in order for your career to for your brand to blow up because people don't respect your spouse. It's like this, it's just a a contempt for the spouse. Um, Not just with labels and stuff like that, but just with fans. It's like, can you move? I'm trying to talk to Ishan. Um, And if anybody's married to an artist, you kind of know what that feels like, but it can be, it can be, it can be a lot to deal with. But what did you do when they told you to no, we don't want her on there? what you do? To combat that. Well, they they didn't necessarily say no. We don't want her on there. Um, oh, of course, they, they're not going to tell you no. We don't want her on there. Right. <laughs> they find right, another way right. to tell you no. Right. So that so that's what they did. They uh, well they they didn't say necessarily no. They came up with a compromise to where they can have their vision because it was at the end of the day, I think it was uh a joint project in terms of the production. Like it was me um, primarily in the in the seat of rapper, uh, creator in terms of uh, the lyrics, the hooks, um, the verses and all of that. But it was them coming in, bringing their... Uh, I thought they bringing just to the, the table. production value part. The production. They did do a couple hooks as well um like the um the control issues hook that was you know something that they they came up with themselves and let me hear but i think a few things were intentional though because there was another female on actually on the label and i Mm. think from a business sense it was like we don't want to promote somebody who's not our artist you know, it's, it's a lot of things that people are not going to directly tell you, but they do things indirectly to accomplish what they're trying to accomplish. So, right, it was, right, uh, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think they, they had their own their own motives, um, whatever they were. But it, it definitely wasn't to promote my wife. It was to keep things, I guess, centered around me and the people that were attached to their label. And so, and so because... That was the case, I think, when I said, okay, I want to put my, my my wife on this record. It was like, uh, okay, how can we kind of, you know, still keep him happy, but still keep our overall idea of wanting just nothing but the label artist to be featured? 
So, yeah, kind of had to just meet them in the middle with that. And they created it a, a, a way where they changed the beat. And as the song went off, your verse came on and they pitched it to me like, we're, we're going to be highlighting your wife. Like it's going to it be was not a highlight because they didn't <laughs> list my name. They didn't tell nobody who I was. And to this day, most people don't even know that was me on the end of come alive. Everybody thinks that was another artist. And I'm constantly like, yo, that's such and such. She killed it. And I'm like, no, that's me. <laughs> like it's frustrating to, to write a verse, to be passionate about it. It was a sensitive t topic and subject. And then for somebody to make you seem like you don't exist. Um, and just kind of erase you is not a good feeling. It's just, it's not, but it's all good yeah. though. Yeah. But once I was able to acquire the rights to the album, I was able to redistribute it and include my wife's name on it for that song. And that song is called it's Come Alive. Alive. Mm -hmm. Come Alive. It's the end of Come Alive. It's not, it's the not the way they Alive. put it on there. It's like a, I don't know if it's even on Come Alive. It seems like it's like a separate track, but it's not named or anything. Um, because it's, it's I don't a know part the of original. The song. Is it a part yeah. of Come Alive? Because yeah, some people were saying they couldn't find it. Like they listened to Come Alive, but they couldn't find it. And I know on some, like when I went in different um, streaming services, it wasn't connected to Come Alive. It was like a separate track, but it wasn't listed. So it was yeah. like so weird. When, so I don't know. So so when I put it on TuneCore, when I went through the TuneCore uh, digital distribution, I, I uploaded the wrong track. Oh. So it was the track with just the, the first part on it and not the other mm -hmm. half on it. Mm -hmm. um, but when I did it through DistroKid, Distro when I re-uploaded it through DistroKid, that's when I included um, the correct track. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's what was happening. That's what was going on. But so that's I a story think, for y'all. I think, um, well, let me ask you, if looking back at it, you know, where you, your mind frame, your state of mind, um, just even spiritually where you were maybe almost 10 years ago now, almost, not quite. And then mm -hmm. to now, when you look at that situation, does it speak to you differently or you still see it the same way? Like, no, it was just... They were just trying to accommodate you, and it's you know, no, it's okay. No, no. Or I, how do you? No, I, I, I never thought they were trying to accommodate you. I just felt like being in the position that I was in, I kind of had, I had to meet them in the middle, and so mm -hmm. I wasn't gonna not have you on a song. I made it clear, like, no, she, she's on the song, but meeting them, meeting them in the middle meant, you know, for you not to be on the the come alive song, but for them to highlight not to your be verse. Listed. Yeah, not to be, not to be named I, I don't know illicit. if it, it, it wasn't. I wasn't on the album. I'm not. I wasn't on, on the album. On their album in the hardcover. No, it's nowhere. It was really? not listed. It just said Jay Givens or something like that, and that was it. Yeah. And I, when it came mm. out, I looked at it. I was like, really? Like wow. But I want to make it clear too. I didn't ask you to be on Come Alive. Like, I was working like full time, a full time job. I had a new baby. So I don't want when people hear this to be like, well, why you gotta, why you trying to be on his stuff? Like, it wasn't that. My husband actually asked me to be on it. But yes, when indeed. I when you asked me to be on something and then the label you're on kind of doesn't want me there, you know, it's it can feel it's an uncomfortable feeling to be like, 
I'm married to this man. I support this man. I am, I have a lot to do with, you know, his career. And, um, just as far as being a wife who petitions the most high for her husband, who tries to hold her husband accountable, who's there during the creative process, who's given him input, who's like a part of it. And Very so for so. something to be released and you erase me, not my husband, but the label that, that, I can't say it hurt my feelings because it wasn't something like I wanted, but I will say I felt slighted. I felt disrespected. It, and it was just like yet another thing, like I said, on the table of dealing with uh, being married to an artist um, who has a fan base, because oftentimes when an artist has a fan base, um, you know, people idolize him. And it's it can get very challenging sometimes to just be who you are, to not... Um, to not deal to not let offense overtake your heart because people disrespect you a lot you know they like it's almost like they physic it's you can't see it but it's almost like they're trying to step over you to get to him and yeah. um a lot of people don't understand it i don't even think my, my husband fully understands that because that's not something he has to deal with but um that's something i won't forget like that's something that that really kind of because all your other projects that you've done, you're asking me to be on them. And there's really nobody in the way of that. But that was the first time that somebody was like, and we're going to put this out and erase her. And I get people to this day um, reaching out to me like, I didn't know you was going to come alive. Why your name ain't yeah. nowhere? Or why you ain't such and such? <laughs> and I'm like, long story. You know, I just don't even say anything. I'm just like, yeah, that's me. Thank you, you know, for listening. Um, but... You know, since yeah. since we we talking about it, I wanted to be transparent about about it. But you know, it's all good because it's not like being an artist is my main priority. Um, my my main priority is a counselor and a coach. Um, but I do love music, and I do got two tracks coming for y'all soon. One called Envy, mm -hmm. and one called Um Blameless. Crazy! Yes, I forgot I even did them. <clears throat> I already recorded them. We already got half ninety percent of one of the videos done. And then y'all, I forgot. I even like I literally forgot. I've been so busy, I forgot that I have two tracks and ninety percent of a video done <laughs> released for y'all. So, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but that's definitely um, that's definitely something I regret allowing to happen. Um, because in the moment, like I said, I'm trying to I'm trying to meet them in the middle um, mm -hmm. without coming across as the angry black guy who's making um demands. crazy demands yeah. that's how i felt being a part of that label i felt like i was i wasn't really allowed to just fully express how i feel and say what i want because one i was in uh a part of your eurocentric christianity at the time and that i don't know it just it, it just puts a lot of now, people who aren't dealing, who haven't dealt with some of the traumas that I've dealt with and been in some of the positions I've been in and dealt with, like insecurity or or things like that, maybe they wouldn't have handled it like I did. But for me, I just felt like I couldn't say too much. I felt like I could stand on things. But when we reached some type of middle ground, I was like, OK, as at least I was heard enough you know because i couldn't control it control it but i could i could say my piece and have it heard and something be done about it so for me 
it was a win, even though it, I know on their end they were trying to compromise and, and, and not trying to have you be seen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, yeah. and the result of that, you know, later on we found out was people – Hearing that and saying, "Oh, you're such and such," that was such and such. I'm like, "Nah, that's not." To her. this day, when I that's, go listen to, because people have re-uploaded that, like without our permission, and they got like come alive, it's just out there, and I'll just look at the comment sections, and people are like, "Yo, she killed it." Another artist, and it's not even that artist; it's me, and I'll see all the comments of all these people just like like giving her props like this other artist like yo she killed the oh yo yo and it's not even her and i just you know yeah. obviously i'm not gonna go in there and be like no that's me no that's me i just let it be but it yeah. to, to see stuff like that is a little you know this it hurts it's a little bit it's yeah. like yeah, yeah it's like wow and i think now that you brought that up i think sometimes things happen to us that we don't fully process and you just go on with life but i think that happening to me kind of did something to um, me when it comes to music. Just kind of maybe feeling like, you know, they tried to erase me. So, you know, whatever. Let me focus on something else. You know, even though music is a passion of mine, like I really love music. And I feel like I would do it more if um, there weren't certain deterrents. Um, and now that I think about it, yeah, that, I think that might have had an effect in uh, me not producing as much music as I could have or should have. Um, I just never really sat sat with that. I just mm. it happened, and it was nobody to it was nobody to really uh, I guess support me through that because um, you know at that time you were trying to finish a project and you're trying to get music, so I'm not gonna bother you with what's happening to me. So I made it clear, like, that's kind of wrong. Like, I don't really like that. But I just left it alone after that. And I just kind of quietly dealt with that on my own. But that, yeah. you know, for an artist, that can that can be a little hurtful. Even though people are like, well, that's the game. That's how the game go. But you just feel like in the faith-based game, it shouldn't go like that. But the reality is, no, it, it's the right. same way. It's the a same. lot of it is the, same, the same way. So that can be a little... Uh, that that can weigh on you a little bit but yeah. you know I, it's not something I, I hold on to but talking about it right now is really making me realize like wow that did have an effect on me um especially when i see people kind of propping another person up whose verse it's not it's not even their verse and it's you know <laughs> so it's like yeah. but it's yeah. okay you know it happens well, you know it's it's all good. Well, I'm 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 sorry you had to go through that. That was definitely uh, that's definitely something that can weigh on you as an artist. That does make an impact to have. Um, I think it can make you feel like you're not even really an artist. You know, like you you don't even right. have the respect for somebody to put you're your name on something. Serious. So you're not even right. really an artist and, anyway. And and let's not leave out the fact that it was an excellent verse, like. Yeah, that verse, one of my favorite verses. You went in. You went yeah, in. Yeah, I like, love that verse. Crazy. Yeah. So we we can't we can't push past that fact that it wasn't like it was this mediocre verse that you just kind of threw together. And I think people out there that know you to watch your channel, to hear you speak, they know you don't just throw stuff together. Everything that you do, you take your time with it and you give your best. You give 110% every time. 
So yeah, it 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 was so much more than a little rap verse. You know what I'm saying? But like, that's what was the thing that made it of, sting more is because people don't even know it was me. They still think it's somebody else to this day. Right, so that's well, look, what I mean. It's like dang. We're gonna highlight on YouTube. I'm gonna let people know what it is. It's all good. Gonna, it's old now. It's it like so we 10 can years ago. But still, if you if you say people are still making that mistake to this day, yeah. we're gonna clarify, at least on my channel. I can't control what other people, you know, have yeah. up or whatever or what's been out for so long, but we we we're gonna clarify. I think it's things like that, too, that make people come to you. Like, recently, I had somebody leave a comment on my Zara Harrison channel. Like, I didn't know you rapped. I didn't even know Ishan had a wife that rapped. Like, I'm like, bro, I'm on, like, everything. Like, crazy. And you try to share me often. So I was like, wow. And their mind was blown. They're like, yo, I did not know you know how to rap. Like, this is, like, they were, like taken back and i just laughed and sent them a playlist of some stuff that i'm featured on with you and some of my own stuff and they was like wow thank you i didn't even know i'm like yeah <laughs> you know so it's sad sometimes to just be hidden and you know kind of tucked under something and move to the side when you actually have a skill you know like now if i was yeah. whack i could see you hiding me like or people be let's not put her name on this because you know uh, you know, I could get high me, tuck me all the way under, and I need yeah. to, you know, but that's not the case. So, you know, but it's all good. Let's look at some of the comments and see what people saying up here. We didn't even say peace to y'all. Um, Ted Joe said anticipating the live, and he came in, like, before the live started. He was waiting. Peace, Ted Joe 10. And peace. Stephonia. Salute. <laughs> Brooks. Peace. Salute. Randy Powell. Shalom. Peace. Shalom. Nayoka, peace. <laughs> she Salute, laughing at peace. your uh your singing when you were singing. <laughs> <laughs> Onika Yahoo, peace. Salute, salute. <clears throat> Ted Joe Ten says he's in Cameroon, Africa. That's dope. Oh wow, nice. Stefania Stefania. I'm just trying to remember how to say her name. She said, when I heard Zara on the album, all I know is I wanted to hear more. It was encouraging and inspirational to know that this queen was flowing with her husband. Oh, yes, thank indeed. you. Yes, indeed. And Mike P says, I agree, Stephonia. She got flow. I want another joint album. <laughs> hey, you, you might P. get that. You might get that. Stephonia says, yes, another album. <laughs> And she also says, even though it happened the way it did, when everything started getting pieced together and it was revealed that Zara was his queen and is talented and creative, it made it more sweeter. Oh, thank you. How about that? That's what's up. That's nice. Um, this song got one of my favorite lines on the album from Agape's Love. I don't know if they talking about... Um, oh, yeah. Oh, he's talking about uh, Keep Praying. And Miko C. Hey, peace, Miko C. Oh, and I go by Cal. Peace. Salute, salute, shalom. All right, y'all. So, you ready to get into Keep Praying? Yes, indeed. Let's get into it. What I meant on this verse, and the ironic thing is, I talk about the first line. I look around and I ain't got no family. I got like one brother. And he's actually <laughs> here in Africa. He came to see me. So we'll talk about that yep. just a little bit. But let's get into Keep Praying. Let's uh, 
Let's go. So, talk a little bit about why you chose this track. Because you chose the beat, and then I don't know why you didn't do a verse on this. Something happened. I think we ran out of time, and then it just ended up being my verse. But why did you choose this verse with that um, hook? Because you were in charge of choosing the beats for the most part. You just kind of ran by me if I liked it or not. And then I'd be like, yeah. no, yes, no, yes. Yeah. Well, this is th this is a track that I knew you would feel. Mm -hmm. It has a, a, a soulful feel to it. And um, I know you like pianos. You know? And you like that vibe. Mm -hmm. So when I heard this, I thought about you. Yeah, you do. <laughs> This 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 the kind of track that I knew you would like, so you know I chose it, ran it by you, and I actually added the you got to keep praying myself. I added that later. This wasn't mm. on the original track, mm. and so yeah, created that, and yeah, I thought you would sound good on that. I was trying to vibe with it myself, but as as we got closer and closer to the deadline, I just. I didn't feel really inspired to write anything to it myself, mm -hmm. but I definitely heard you on it and what you brought to it was dope. Yeah. Um, keep praying for me. I look around and I, well, let's talk about the hook first. You got to keep praying. You got to keep moving. Um, for me, I think a lot of people would originally think you got to keep praying. You got to keep moving. Like in praying, it will help you keep moving. But whenever I write, I try to look at, the alternative perspective instead of what the common perspective would be. And when I heard that you got to keep praying, you got to keep moving. I was thinking not that prayer can help me keep moving, that sometimes you got to move beyond people and just let your petitions be with them. You got to keep praying. You got to keep moving because some people will really try to hold you back and they will, mm -hmm. um, they will, they will pull you down yeah. And these are people that are supposed to love you and be supportive and create an environment that propels you forward, but they're actually bringing you down. Yeah. And so when I heard you got to keep praying, you got to keep moving. I'm like, yo, I can't be here with you. Like for certain people, I have to leave my petition with you and leave you in the hand of the most high so that I can keep moving beyond you. Because if I stay here with you and we all just keep still praying but nobody's moving, I'm going to be stuck. I'm going to be complacent. And I don't want to be that's that real. way anymore. That's real. So that's, that's what real. that, um, when I heard that hook, that's what the hook meant for me. Um, so I look around and I ain't got no family. I got like one brother. But it ain't like we don't roll deep. Yeah, Kendra ain't defined by the number. So uh, when I look around, I'm not talking about physically. I'm talking about, I, can, I can't count the number of family members I have. There's so many. Um, I can try and I can come up with names and I can see faces, 
But when I look around at my life, I don't have any family. When I need help, I don't have any family. When I need somebody to petition the most high with me, I don't have any family. When I need somebody to, um, when I'm at my last or something's going wrong, some people have somebody in their family to call and they will help them. You need this, you need that. Um, you need a break. You want me to watch the children? I don't have that in my life. And, and so, you're talking about outside of your immediate family. Out, I'm talking about, of course, I'm not talking about you and the children. Like, come on now. I'm just saying but to make that clear. <laughs> I look around and I don't have no family. Like, if I need somebody spiritually, emotionally, even physically sometimes, there's nobody to call out, outside of my husband. Of course, y'all know I'm not talking about my husband or my children. Um, I have to go to Yah. And I don't think people always understand what that feels like when you really are in desperate need of a break. You know, I know some grandparents that'll take their, their children's children for a whole summer. Um, yeah. I know yeah. there are times when I have been in the hospital or something's happened to me and I still got to come home and do whatever with my own home because I can't, I don't have that support that the most high intended for a healthy family to provide. Right. So when I say I look around and I ain't got no family, it's not that I don't have phone numbers and people and faces and know people like I'm an orphan. I'm saying I look around and family is not determined by blood. That doesn't make someone family. Covenant, connection makes somebody really actually family. And then I said I got like one brother because that's like the one person who I will call. Like that's the one person and he's younger than me. But there have been times where um, I'll tell you a really quick story where, you know, my father was addicted to drugs and he still has a lot of a lot of those. Ten well, I don't know about now because I don't have a relationship with him, but I know when I was trying to have a relationship with him, he still had a lot of those tendencies. And there was a time where I moved to Florida. I was trying to get back on my feet um, because things kind of fell apart for me when I was in Georgia and I ended up going to his house and I needed sanitary napkins because I didn't have no money. Like I literally didn't have no money. So I yeah. asked him for money and he basically told me, made a, called me a derogatory name and mm. um, was like, no, I'm not helping you figure it out on your own. Now I'm sitting here like, I need some sanitary napkins. Like this is, you know, I don't, I don't have no money. I don't have nothing. I'm his child. I'm a child of his, like I'm a young adult. And so I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. At that time, my brother lived with him. My brother was at work, though. He worked at Comcast. I'll never forget. And he came back to the house, and I was kind of crying and kind of going through it. And, you know, I also had, like, a wisdom tooth that needed to be pulled, and I was in a lot of pain, and I didn't have medical insurance. And I knew of a clinic that would you could only, you paid, like, $200, and they would pull your tooth at this little dental clinic where the college students do it, and my father wouldn't even give me that. And I was just in pain and I was just like, what am I going to do? And my brother comes home and I told him what happened. And he went off. Like he literally was about to fight my father. Like he goes to the store, he buys me the pads. Like you need anything else from the store, man? Like this is what, you know, like, and my little brother steps in to take care to do a job that my father wouldn't do for me. And so that's what I mean when I look around, I ain't got no family. My family was right there. But what good are you if I can't? depend on you for nothing like i can't yeah. count on not depend because i don't like to depend on people but i can't count on you for nothing so a lot of times we can count the number of family members we have there's this this person this person this person 
but do they really count in my life? Yeah. Nah, so that doesn't make them family. So when I said, um, but it ain't like we don't roll deep because it's a lot of us. It's a whole lot of us, like a whole lot of us. Um, and people will say that, but kindred ain't defined by the number. Just because it's a lot of us doesn't mean we're actually really family. Do we function like a healthy a family fact. unit? No. That's a fact. And people were mad at that verse. Um, they heard it. And some people feel away. But I'm just telling the facts of the matter. And some people want you to hide that. Well, you don't talk. You know, there's a stigma in our community, but people of color, don't be telling people your business. That's family yeah. business. Yeah. Well, if we were really family, it would be nothing to talk about. But we're not. So I'm not going to lie or act like we are when we're not. Um, just so it can look that way and appear that way. So um, that's what that verse was about. But did you want to add anything before I go to the next part? No, I just thought that was, it's very ironic. You pointed out the fact that the the day that we do this song, <laughs> that we cover this song on a, on, on a podcast, that your brother is actually here in Africa with us. That's, Tell him to say peace on the camera. He down there with you? Hey, young. Y'all want to say hi to my brother? You want to throw up? I got like one brother, little, and I have more than one brother and sister, but that's my real brother. Cameo. <laughs> you gotta come I don't over know here. if he dressed or not. <laughs> yeah, just, just just peek your head in the camera real quick. Oh, I love my brother. He came all the way to Africa, y'all, to see me and his nieces and his brother-in-law. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah indeed, so. indeed, indeed. So yeah, that's 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 wild. How I don't know. That's yeah, that's, that's crazy. That that that, the, that was that wasn't planned. It wasn't. I thought about that today. I was like, this was not planned. And then he ends up being in Africa on the day we do the one this particular verse. Like that's crazy. Right. So yeah. All right. So let's get back into the song. The next verse. Uh, was the sacrifice. And in choosing him, I see I had to sacrifice some blood too. From mother to father, no one should come before you. And should they try to put themselves in front of you, and I can't cut them off, then I am not worthy of you. So, so with this part, what I was basically talking about was, um, I said at first I said he gave his blood as a sacrifice. But my husband was like, I don't, who is he? I think you say Yahusha gave his blood as a sacrifice. And I was like, I don't want to say Yahusha because I feel like there's too many words for that line because Yahusha, it's like so much in that. And, you know, I compromised. I was like, all right, I'll do that. So I changed it and it said Yahusha, Yahusha blood was the sacrifice. And in choosing him, I see I had sacrificed some blood too. And I said that I because that. if you pay attention to Yahusha, there were so many times where his family tried to um, make him put them before the Most High's will in his life. Your mother at the door, they said such and such. He said, who is my mother and my father and my brother? But the ones who do the will of the Most High. And that scripture taught me a lot because when you're dealing with family who's unhealthy for you, um, they can guilt you into not choosing them first when they don't even prioritize you, when they don't even add any value to your life, but you're supposed to keep them ahead of everybody else. Yeah. And so to hear Yahusha tell his mother, who is my mother and my father, but these people who do the will, that taught me, oh, true family 
it's not just blood. It's not just color of skin. It is who does the will of the most high. That's who my real family is. And so when I said that and he gave his blood as a sacrifice, there are things he had to sacrifice with family, with, you know, just the the high calling that came with uh, what he stood for. And that showed me if not that everything Yahusha did, we have to do because that's not true. There are certain things just because you see it in the story doesn't mean that's what you're supposed to do. Sometimes it's showing you what not to do. Or sometimes it's showing you this is just a prophetic move. This is not something that should become an everyday behavior or an everyday pattern that we copy. But one of the things I believe is a model for us is how to deal with family based on how Yahusha dealt with them. And he did not Mm -hmm. let anybody get in front of what his will was for the most high. And if you are doing the will of the most high, we're not going to have strife because we're on the same page. We don't want accord. How can two walk together unless they be agreed? If we're both trying to do the will of the most high, the most high won't allow two people who are supposed to be together for their wills to conflict. They're going to, yeah. they're going to work in sync with one another. So that's a key indicator in family. When there's strife and constant conflict, somebody's will is not aligned with the most high. And oftentimes parents, family, they want you to put them before the most high. And so when I'm saying he gave his blood as a sacrifice and me and me choosing him, I'm going to have to sacrifice some blood too. So from mother to father, no one should come before you. I don't care who it is. I'm not going to make an idol out of no one. No one will come before the most high. Nobody, no matter who you are. And if you really love him, you wouldn't want me to do that. You wouldn't want me to put him in front of you. You wouldn't want That's me right. to, if he tells me to put my husband first or prioritize my children, but you want me to prioritize you, you wouldn't want that if you really believe in the most high's will for your life and for mine. And so there were some pretty hard decisions I had to make with a toxic family when it came to trying to live out and walk the way that the most high caused me to walk, but I'm being guilted for doing it. And I had to just mm-hmm. accept some things that look, if this is really Yah, you're not going to have that much strife. You you don't have that much strife with somebody that is after y'all. And so you keep seeing that pattern over and over and over again. Like I said here, and if they try to put themselves in front of you and I can't cut them off, then I am not worthy of you. Anybody can go. Now I'm not saying I want that, but what I'm saying is if you try to keep putting yourself in front of the most high in my life, I will have to cut you off. And I don't mean you're going to say it like you're asking me, put me before you even some, even though some people do, I'm saying your behavior, behaviorally, when there are choices I have to make in my life or in my marriage, and you keep making me choose your will and what you want, that is telling me if I can't cut that off, I'm not worthy of y'all because he says in his word, if you can't cut certain people off, like no matter who it is, you're not worthy of me. He says that. Yeah. So we have to be willing to cut people off that bring a lot of strife and want to cut us off from y'all. Y'all like, if it come down to anybody being cut, it they never need, don't never need to be me. It's going to be them. And that's just the mindset that I've, uh, that I've adopted with that. But did you want anything else? No, nah, I mean, that's, that's it. That's what it gotta be. That's what it gotta be. And that's a, that's a mindset and a heart that many don't have. And, and you'll find yourself, you'll find yourself living a life full of compromise. 
not really being able to do what it is the most high has destined or ordained for you to do in this life because you end up trying to please people people who don't have the same priorities as you see when you have somebody that has the same priorities as you and you tell them about uh you tell them something that you have to do you have you tell them about a commitment that you made the people that have the same heart as you will help you keep that commitment yeah people who don't will help you destroy that commitment yeah. and help you be on on um will help you to not fulfill what it is you were called to do and what you set your mind to do because you know this is this living this life is not something that you just uh uh can just do Without sacrifice, you know, without like, commitment, like it, it without just, diligence. It, it don't just happen exactly. Sacrifice, commitment, diligence, discipline. Decisions, like, this, choices. It, it, take, like, it take work. Boundaries, you know? yeah. <laughs> and so you have to surround yourself with like-minded people that will help you on the road to this work, to complete this work. Not somebody that's going to discourage you from doing it. Because, yeah. you know. And I think there are phases. It doesn't always mean like there's an immediate cutoff because, you know, love does have a temperance and it does have a sense of patience. So you can you can try patience with people. You can do things in phases like I've done. I've tried to limit my contact. OK, I'm just going to limit contact. I'm not going to talk to you, you know, every other day like I was before. I'll try to talk to you right. maybe once a week. Then it's, yeah. it's still like this. This problem is still this strife, this conflict, this uh, me feeling drained. Okay, so I'm going to try to take it down to once a month. It's still there. When that once a month come around, it's still there. Okay, I'm going to try to just, when I'm, wherever I'm in town, you go in town and it's, it's a whole big thing that you got to bring yourself down from, that you got to process, you got to heal from. And it's like, if I have to keep healing from you every time I'm in your presence or on the phone with you or in some kind of communication with you, that is a form of someone trying to get in front of the most high in your life because they want you to idolize them. They want control over your life. They want you to make them your priority. No, deal with what I'm doing to you. Um, choose me, make me this, this, that. And it can be very um, distracting from your calling because how yeah. do you have the energy to do both? You don't. And that's how you know the enemy is working through a certain vessel because it distracts you from your calling. You can't even focus on, and I don't mean calling, because my first calling is my home life. If I'm too drained to be in my home life with my children and my family, bump everything else I got to do after that. I ain't even got energy for that. So if you keep coming in between that to a point where I can't even get up off the ground before I'm back on the ground with you again, that's very unhealthy. And it, 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 the most high is looking at you like, look, I gave you gifts and talents. And when I come back, I'm going to ask you about them. What you doing? Oh, I was too tired because I was caught up arguing with them. Hmm. No, nah, you still responsible, you know? So we can't, we can't steward okay. other people's lives for them. We can't be responsible for their sin and the stuff that they're in trying to fix their lives and save their lives to the point where we can't even function in our actual calling and anointing. It's very dangerous and it's very subtle. A lot of times you won't see how the enemy will use family to keep you, to hold you back. You got to be really careful because we've been so trained and brainwashed into thinking family over everything. 
blood for life. No, the real blood for life should be Yahusha's. The real yeah. one over everything should be Yah, not your family. That's there idolization. Is. That's idol worship. Because if you live that way, whatever they want from you, they can make you guilty. And then you'll find yourself trying to please them instead of pleasing Yah. It's, it can be really unhealthy. So I would say sometimes it is a direct cutoff. Sometimes it is a no contact. Like we just done. Other times you might phase into that. You might try other ways. Talk to them. Set boundaries. Confront them. You done had the conversation five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve times. They still doing it. They sending you a message and you might want to pay attention. So, um, yeah, I said that. So let's pick it back up. Did you want to add anything? No, I said Okay. I be out here flying dolo from my bloodline. And they be screaming, oh no, she is so fire. So, so I be out here flying dolo from my bloodline. So it's like, I have family by blood, but when it comes to, and I'm not saying my family is like, all wicked and crazy and mean and evil because it's not every single one of them um but it's just a lot of them you know if i see some i might say hi i might speak you know but it's just um it's not a healthy conducive type of situation on both sides not just my mother's side my father both sides um so i'll be out here flying dolo it's like like i said when i look around and I know I have a, a lineage from my mother's side and a lineage from my father's side. It's a lot of them, but I'm dolo. Like I'm by my side, by myself. It's like, I'm, it's, uh, I can't be like, yo, well, y'all want to come to Africa do such and such or this, this, and that. It's like, um, it's not a relationship there of caring. How is your daughter doing? Um, your daughter's doing, how is your son doing? How is Africa? Are y'all all right? Y'all need anything? Y'all good? Is there any way I can petition the most high for you? Is there anything you want me to seek the most high for you about? And not just say that because people love to say, I'm praying for you. And they not. They just think it sounds nice. But really intentional. Like I went on a fast for you last week. Like specifically just for you. Like that yeah. kind of love, that kind of covenant. Um, you're alone when it comes to that. And I'm not saying... Um, that I, you know, like I'm just trying to depend on people or anything like that because, and that's why I changed my word. I said not depend, but count on. Because the difference when you depend on somebody, it's like you can't do anything without them. That's the dependency. Um, but the word that I change it to is counted on. Like I can't count on you for anything. Like there's been times where I've had baby showers back in my um, old town and, you know, where I'm from. And family has come over and they said they're going to help me. And I got like 150 goodie bags and I got like all the stuff I got to tie up and they never come. And I sit there pregnant by myself, doing everything by myself. And then my husband's helping me, of course. Or there have been times I had, you know, certain things for my son and they'll come and they'll be like, oh, you want to do all it? And they leave. And inside I'm hurt. I'm so hurt. I'm like, dang, I thought you was my family. Like if you can't call on me, I'm there for you. If you need me to tie a hundred bowls, I'm there to dye a hundred bowls. If you need me to help you cook, I'm there to cook. Stuff with my my um my grandfather's funeral. It's like I cooked mostly all the food by myself. And then I went up to the church by myself to drop it off. I did the table by myself. It was just like, but I got family all around me, and nobody wants to come and help. And so that's what I mean by like flying dolo. And they be screaming, "Oh no, she is so fired, fired!" As in, yo, you fired from our family because you told everybody the truth. 
And that's what people do. Like, they hear you told the truth, and now you fired. As in, you ain't family. You, you ain't our family either. And it can be hurtful because it's like if you already don't talk to somebody and you share your story to inspire others who may be going through the same thing to let them know you're not alone in that. I'm there, too, which is a lot of what the Most High uses my stories for is to console other people, to let them know you're not alone in what you're going through. And people hear me talk about these things and be like, oh, my gosh, you too, because it's such a secret. It's such a stigma that we've been brought up with that keep family secrets buried. And I think that there is a covering for healthy family. You know, when you're in a healthy relationship with certain family, there's a certain covering. But the mm -hmm. most says, the most high says to expose the wicked deeds of darkness. If somebody's doing something wicked to you, you don't cover them in that. You don't keep that right. a secret. If they're trying right. to create strife, if they're trying to make you make an idol, make you idolize them, if they're going around gossiping about you, if they're lying on you, if they're betraying you, those are wicked deeds. You don't cover them in that. You expose that. And so in me sharing those stories on, you know, just different things that I've done, I have been fired from a lot of my family members, so to speak, like you're fired. And I'm like, I already quit. What are you talking about? I've been quit. You ain't fired me. So that's what that line was about. So did you want to add For anything? Real. Nah, I just like that. Like, how you going to fire me? I quit. Like me, me showing you that I'm different. Like me, I have a different allegiance. I've been quit. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm not doing this thing with y'all. Like I've been <laughs> on my separated own. myself. <laughs> yeah. I've been on my own. I've been separated myself. You know? So that's 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 crazy. It gotta be like that though. Yeah. And 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 the reality is we've been taught, I guess, in America and just by the people who uh <clears throat> Who have implemented certain traditions or certain customs we've been taught that you know like like you said earlier in the beginning it's family over everything and and in the most high as believers as children of the most high we're taught that your family has to be on the same page with you spiritually that's your family yeah for you know we were taught blood over everything yeah. and you yeah. get yourself caught up in a lot of nonsense yeah, by having an allegiance to blood instead of the you know, spirit of the most high instead of instead of the spirit of the most high these are the people that you need to be in the company of these are the people you need to be around because That's like you said family. earlier mm -hmm. how can two walk together unless they agree you want to go with the people who are going in the same direction as you this is how you accomplish what you've been called to and so when you when the most high becomes your primary focus, you want to please him, not people. And it's unfortunate that the people that still want to please people look at you like you're crazy. Mm -hmm. They look at you they like, really oh, man. And now they like, got now they talking about you. They tell another, you know, behind your back, making statements about you. Yeah, and these other yeah. people, they don't even know the full story. But you just look like the the unloving family member the one who don't love and you and you don't even go around saying all the stuff they did that led you to the decision you made you just make exactly. it clear like yeah i've i've i'm separated from that but you don't even tell on them everything you could tell right. but they tell they send everybody all kind of stuff about you talk about you yeah they make they say all of this stuff about you creating narratives about you painting a certain perception of you in, in other people's minds so meanwhile other people you, you don't say anything you. about them 
right? You want mm-hmm. other people to hate you and feel a way about you and you don't say anything about them. But again, yeah. the scriptures say, you know, bless, you're blessed when people say all manner of evil against you for my sake. Yeah. So if yeah. for the, if for the most high sake, people are bashing you, dragging your name through the mud, uh, stabbing you in the back for the most high sake, you know, that means yeah. you're blessed. Yeah. That means you're blessed. So. Yeah. Hallelujah. It's hard though. Um, because you want love. These are people you think you would get love from, but I find so Indeed. much comfort in scripture because Abraham's father was a whole trip. Like hold you, did him <laughs> all dirty. Like dude, for real, I seen that. And I yeah. was like, Abraham, I understand, yeah. you know, I get you. And right. some people would be like, well, Abraham didn't cut him off. He still, just because it shows that in the story doesn't mean that what we're supposed to do. It says shows what Abraham did. And sometimes in reading the story, it will reveal to you what you shouldn't do that they did. So it's like that. with Adam and Kua. Well, they ate the fruit, so we should eat the fruit. No, it's a model showing you what not to do because you see what the outcome was. So look Indeed. at the outcome. When people do things in scripture, look at the outcome. That often shows you whether the Most High wanted that to be a model for you to do and copy and yeah. imitate versus something yeah. he doesn't want you to do or copy and imitate. Um, because I get scriptures well such and such did this and they didn't cut their family off and da, 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 and, jo- and Joseph and his brothers they got together and he blessed them and he forgave them okay but he you don't understand he also tested them before he reconciled with them there are a number of things he did to check he their did. heart before he, he let did. them back in so People y'all gotta pay attention that, they forget that they think just reconcile with everybody forgive everybody no nah, love is point. wisdom and wisdom is healing don't be foolish. Exercise wisdom and discernment, even with family, before you there reconcile or let them in your life. It's very important it because it can deter you from where Yah is calling you. So, yeah. Yes, All right, do. let's get back into it. Let's get back into it. But then, just like Abraham is so right, when y'all told them to leave that lot behind, that's <laughs> what it is if they cause you to rewind. That's crazy how you actually. That's my verse right there. You you actually covered the rest of the verse in your explanation of the first, the uh, the few bars before the end, even down to mentioning Abraham. That's that's yeah. Um. So when I said feeling feeling just like Abraham is the right, when y'all told them to leave that lot behind, that's what it is if they cause you to rewind. Was like. Yeah, a lot of people say, well, Abraham brought Lot because look, he's trying to take care of his family member. Just because Abraham, the Most High told him to leave his family behind and go to a place. That was a decision that Abraham made. Okay? And so, just because he did that does not mean that that's what we're supposed to do. And you see, Abraham had a whole host of problems because he brought Lot along. A lot of things that would not have happened, things he had to keep rescuing him out of, going to fight battles on his behalf. The angels got to go up there and tell him to leave. He don't want to leave because he don't want to go on the mountain. Can he go this way? No, I want to go this way. Go get your daughter. I don't want to get that. It's just a whole hot mess because they were not 
of a like mind. They were not going in the same direction. So a lot of times people look at that situation and they think that's a model to be inclusive of every family member. That's not true. It's showing you what can happen when you're not conscious of who you're bringing in, bringing with you going forward. Um, and so when y'all told him to leave that lot behind, that was just a play on words. Like, cause he said, leave that lot behind. And who did he bring? Lot. He brought him with him. <laughs> um, so, and that's what it, that's what it is if they cause you to rewind. And I'm saying that like, if, if, if you're going to cause me to rewind in my life or be complacent or I can't move forward because I'm connected to you, that's just what it is. You got to go. You just, you got to go. And Abraham eventually you know, he moves on. And so it's just like, um, we, we gotta, we gotta act like wisdom really is a lot of healing. We, we can't read a lot of these stories at face value or let other people tell them what they mean for us. We have to read them, go deeper, look at the connections, look at the outcomes to see if this is a model for how we should behave or how we should not behave. Ask the most high to give you a personal revelation for your situation because everybody's uh, what everybody has to do is not going to be the same for somebody else. The things that I've had to do and the way that I've had to do them may not be the exact way that you have to do them. It may be the same principle, but the way that you get there may be different. It may be different avenues that the most high takes you. So it's like we we want to be conscious of uh, not just like assuming, you know, when it comes to the word and the relationships, because one of the main things that the enemy uses against the people of Yah is other people, including family. He uses that. You think it's drugs or it's alcohol or it's gambling or it's TV. Pay attention to your relationships. He uses the people that are most connected to you because if he, if they are an opal, an empty vessel for the enemy to use, he will jump right in them and use them to get at you. And for some people, that's like too complex, but everything is spiritual. Everything is spiritual first. So we have to understand there's a spiritual realm at work and the enemy wants to stop you from getting to where you need to go. So when people are showing you, displaying certain behaviors to you, don't not believe them. Believe what they are showing you and make decisions accordingly for your life. Your soul depends on it. Your spiritual relationship with the Most High depends on it. It's very serious. It's a fact. So, yeah. It's a fact. So, that was the end of that verse. Um, we'll look at some comments, and then I guess you and I can go finish talking about it um, real quick. Um, let's see. Uh, Agape's Love. He said, this song got one of my favorite lines on the album. I guess I got to sacrifice some blood, too. <laughs> yeah. Peace, Cam Sue Player. Cam Sue Player is the, I think this is a woman, but I know that this person told me they're in their 70s and they show up like for our stuff all the time. I was like, that's really wow. dope. Right? Wow. That's dope. Uh, limited Tag says, I feel that 100%. Yeah. Shakir <clears throat> Ajia King Yasharel says, Love y'all. Thank you. Peace. Much love. <laughs> Nayoka says, thank you, Yahuwah, for filling in these voids. Hallelujah. Yeah, Hallelujah. it's hard. It, it hurts sometimes. But when you hear somebody else tell you, and they're just transparent enough to tell you what's really going on in their life, it 
it helps you get free because a lot of us are so guilted into thinking we're just doing something wrong because that's what toxic family will do. They will, the weapon they use is guilt to try to get you back to conform to their control. So when you hear somebody else tell you, no, that's not right. This has happened to me too. It can release you from a lot of that, that, um, that false guilt, that false sense of guilt that people give y'all. Paul Ray says, peace y'all. Peace, Paul Ray. Now, Yoka says, and if they're causing strife and aggravation of your mental or your ruach, they're also not of Yah. That can be a hindrance of your walk with Yah. Yep, we talked about That's that. That's a fact. That's a fact. I go by Cal. This family <clears throat> convo is so on point. Real family is exactly what Yahusha said. A hundred percent. I'm with y'all on this conversation. A thousand. When I call y'all fam, I mean that, not just a verbal cultural term. <laughs> <laughs> Much love, um, Real fam has always been out there. The one good thing about social media is allow for us to find and connect with others. Yeah. Shakir, please forgive me, Shakir, if I'm butchering your name. I'm just going to say the first part. I felt that. Yeah. And then they say, how do we handle separation from family, specifically your wife and your children? Well, that's a hard question to ask without all the details, because it's like I said earlier, um, the most high can have a person do uh, the same thing, but different ways. And so, because I don't really know the specifics of the separation and is, you know, is the wife, uh, is somebody abusive? Is there some alcoholism? Is there somebody, um, beating on somebody? Is there, you know, there's a lot of different things that causes immediate separation where you need to depart from that home versus you can be in the same home, but you're in separate rooms versus you might be in the same room, but you're separate as far as like your intimacy. There's a lot of phases and steps that you do to, um, to with separation, but the goal ultimately of separation for the most high is restoration. He's not hoping for a separation to, um, remain in separation. The hope now it doesn't always end out that way is that yeah. this separation can bring restoration. It does not always happen that way. If it goes that way, the most high is not hating you because he doesn't want people in this abusive situation. He doesn't want you idolizing any relationship above him to where you can't even manage your own soul care and your own spirit because of this relationship. And so I that's know some fact. people will say, no, just go through it. But if that's br taking you, if that's breaking your whole spirit down, because some toxic people are really great at break. They don't just, they break your soul. They break your spirit. They break you mentally. And you, you feel like you're dying. It's like a form of murder. It really is. And, and the commandments tell us not to murder. And so when people say to stay in that, that's, that's not y'all telling you to do that. That's like, I don't know what that is. Um, yeah. but when you talk about separation here, it's, um, it depends on what this, what is the need or the function yeah. of the separation? Yeah. What is the separation yeah. ultimately supposed to <clears throat> do? If you separate, there should be a plan for the separation, not just we separated because I don't like you. What is the goal? What should the other person be doing? Should they be seeking counsel? Should they be getting some therapy? Should they be recovering from some kind of addiction? And then yeah. there are steps that will prove that we can come back together. Or is this separation indefinite and we're not ever going to be back together and these are the ways that we need to communicate because of children. There's a lot of things to consider so it's not something I could like answer in one question. I mean one spit. 
But thank you for your question. Um, J- Jamarik Brucen says 100. Um, Paul Ray says, I truly feel this. Me and my wife also set those boundaries with certain family members. And it's like we have the big old target on our backs. Yes, that's what they do. Um, it's a form of trying to get you, like I said earlier, back under their control. Yeah. Um, they're doing it to to guilt you back into um, the manipulation. If I can get you guilty, then I'll get you to come back under my control and my subjection, and then you'll do my will instead of the mm-hmm. Most High's will. And that's what I'm saying. That's a form of idol worship. That it's a spirit of the enemy in people that work like that because they want to be in control of your destiny by making you conform to their choices and their will for your life. It's very dangerous. So they right. will target you. But like my husband right. said, that's a good that's a good thing that that when that happens, when you become a target, it's not usually because of some wicked thing that you're doing. It's because of a righteous thing that you're doing. But that tells you, just like another person commented, what spirit is operating in them. Because the spirit of the most high don't target the backs of people who are with him, but only who are against him. And so if somebody's doing that against you, they ain't with the most high. That's a fact. So yeah. Um Yeah. Uh so yeah. That's keep praying. Um, we hope that y'all enjoyed this um podcast. That was it. I like when it's short verses. We got one more to do. Y'all y'all wrote with us for the whole album. We got one more to do, but I have to schedule it and get all the details together. But, you know, you, we, we hear first and third Monday, so you'll see it. But other than yes, that, indeed. did you want to add anything? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> Much love to everyone. Again, all praise, our honor, and our glory to the Most High, Yahuwah, our King, Yahusha, and the Ruach, HaKodesh, that keeps us in line keeps us directed and guided and leads us. We bless. I believe he led this conversation. A lot of good. He dropped a lot of gems, a lot of jewels, and uh ultimately we just pray that y'all was blessed by it. Yeah. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all every first and third Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern. Or if you missed the live, feel free to watch the playback. And thank you to all of the patrons who support this podcast and the the Better Day Family channel. Make sure if you're not subscribed to the Better Day Family channel, you can go to the home tab of this YouTube page, hit channels, and look for the Better Day Family channel where we have a cartoon that we do for y'all. So thank you to the patrons who support um, all of the work and the labor that we put in to produce the free um, forms of content for you. We really, we really appreciate y'all. That really helps out. So shout out to the patrons. All right, y'all. See y'all next time. Peace. Thanks for listening. Be sure to follow Transparency the Podcast on Instagram at Transparency the Podcast. We'll talk to y'all next time. If there is a next time. Oh my gosh. <laughs>